Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to episode 116 of the Talking Hockey podcast. We uh, we lost the dead weights on the podcast with Martin and Ty, so it's just Luke and Eric here today. Yeah. Producer Luke and Eric. Um, Ty is... Am, am I allowed to say where Ty is? Uh, well, we don't actually know where Ty is, but we're just assuming where Ty is. Yeah, we're so, assuming yes, you're Ty is with his girl. Or... It's not slander and malice if, if you believe it to be true about your friend. This is true. Welcome back, everyone, to the Talking Hockey Podcast. It's your favorite. Producer Luke here to remind you to follow and subscribe on whatever streaming service you use. Leave a review on Apple. Visit our website, TalkingHockeyPodcast.com, and follow us on Instagram at TalkingHockey for daily content. Now, let's get into today's episode with your favorite group of guys, Luke, Eric, Ty, and Martin. So we believe Ty is with his girl. He now he no longer wants to join the podcast anymore because uh, apparently he's fine. Yeah, he said he blames it on softball, but there's no yeah. softball game tonight. I know that because I was part of his team on Monday, and I know that they didn't have a game for two weeks. And then he's missed the other times for plans with his friends. So it's not just softball's fault, Ty. We let you know. down the team basically. Yeah. Martin, I'll allow. Martin, Martin's Martin's allowed. He's been here consistently. Yeah, yeah he's probably the most consistent. Thing. Fair enough. Yeah, we did want to talk about Al- Alfredson making the Hall of Fame with him, since he's you know he's always missed this conversation. Him. I swear, the last time we said I know shit, every Alfie, time we're like yeah. we're gonna talk Hall of Fame stuff, he doesn't show up. So clearly, yeah. he doesn't care that much. No, and we'll just we'll have it next week. That too. Alfredson did not deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Hot take, bro. Hot, <laughs> hot take. Is that a hot take? I don't. I don't think it's a hot take. But no, nah, well, it's not that much of a hot take. I, I mean, unless you're from Ottawa. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk some Hall of Fame stuff. And then, uh, obviously, you have to focus on the Cup Finals since we weren't around last week. Just discuss that briefly. And then, yeah. you know, Fiala was traded. We got some uh, potential rumors to talk about. Yeah, so that's, that's a good Hockey episode. Canada, did you mention that? Oh, and then Hockey Canada. Yeah, uh, sponsors pulling out of uh, agreements with Hockey Canada over the, how many was it? Eight players? Eight players, yeah. Eight players accused of sexual... Assault, harassment, and uh, sexual. Uh, I think it's. Assault, it might be assault, but uh, it's settled out of court. So you know, again, no slander or anything like that. Um, yeah. So that that's going to be the episode, I guess. Luke, we'll start off with, uh, Lightning winning or losing. Sorry, the uh, Cup final. I think all of us predicted, except for Martin, that Tampa was going to win. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So no, I think I said Colorado. Oh, I think okay. So yeah, you, I think Ty and I both said ex- Colorado, and you and Martin oh yeah, said me and mine said yeah Tampa. Yeah, yeah, I think. I think I said Colorado in six. Yeah, you might have been exactly right, but I forget. I, was, I don't remember. We have I all of this stuff right. recorded, and I forget. Yeah, I mean, classic. But yeah. I was right that Tampa would lose the first two games and then come back, which they did. 
and then the, the man they didn't just lose <laughs> the first two games they got outclassed the first two yeah, games that, i mean that was probably one of the most the especially the second game the second game was probably the most one-sided play of stanley cup final game i've ever seen it was crazy i loved it it was like five nothing after two periods yeah five nothing after two periods and i i didn't think it was good hockey because tampa looked like garbage but man that was just a master class by colorado uh the the game was the most lopsided playoff game of the past 15 years any playoff game of any game of any cup final game okay Based on expected goals for versus yeah, not expected goals for, so Colorado had eighty seven percent of the expected goals for yeah. in that game, and then obviously you know Vasilevsky didn't have a good game, letting some bad goals. The only other game was... I saw that was a comparison was the Pittsburgh Nashville game, where Pittsburgh I I... scored five goals on twelve goals, or, so, or sorry, five goals on twelve shots. Yeah, I remember that, but that yeah, again was that wasn't like them. Don't they like bad goaltending? That wasn't. Pittsburgh utter domination in terms of like chance yeah. too. Yeah, because Nashville only had like twenty shots in that game. It was like it was just yeah. a very low event game from what yeah, I remember. But they just let in a, like I I remember that playoffs really well actually, uh, because it, it kept swinging back and forth between Nashville and Pittsburgh, and Nashville looked like the better team for like most yeah. of those games, but Pittsburgh still pulled through. But anyways, uh, the first two games like Colorado was clearly beating them. Like first two games. Yeah. Uh, first game, Colorado had 62% of the expected goals, right? So, like, and it was obvious when watching, too. Like, it was obvious the first two games, Colorado was better, like, way better. And then yeah. the next two games, Lightning finally found their game, it seemed like, stepped up and, and won. Uh, they didn't dominate, I didn't think, in any games against Colorado. I think they played well, um, but they didn't dominate in those uh, games three and four. And then games five and six, again, Colorado kind of didn't dummy them, but... They were clearly the better team. Yeah, even I'm not gonna two, lie. Two one game like the five, in game six, like it was still the yeah. better team. I'm not gonna lie. I only watched the first two games, and the last four I was in California, so I was not watching. <laughs> um, I wasn't. Even, I was like kind of following on Twitter, but I didn't actually watch the replays. All I heard was Tampa was really whiny when losing. Um, oh, so so there was this. So there was this uh, specifically this moment, and this is uh, game six, so the game that they lost. Last yeah. probably 20, 30 seconds of the game, Kutrov's stick breaks and he yeah. skates off to the. Do you see this on Twitter? I did. Because it got really popular on Twitter. Like, as we saw, uh, everyone saw it. Everyone could see it watching TV at the time, but he, Kutrov skates off. <laughs> and then instead of going off to, or getting a new, like the equipment manager didn't have a stick ready for him. Yeah. Right? So he didn't hand it off to him. So Kutrov starts getting really mad. And there's 30 seconds left in this period. And and the game, down by was, one goal. Was there like thirteen starts, seconds? Uh, it was like twenty seconds left, like something like that. Yeah. Right. Uh, maybe maybe a little bit less than that. You're you're right. But he anyways he skates off, and then doesn't go off, and he just starts throwing his gloves and like yeah. just bitching and complaining. And you're like, Tampa has the puck. Like <laughs> you have. This yeah, and and then I saw Hedman was upset uh, where there was no icing on the play, even though he like wasn't skating. I'm not going to lie, though. As much as I watched that clip, it I'm not justifying Kucherov here. It was baby-like, but that is an inexcusable play by the equipment yeah, manager. Yeah, yeah. You got, you got to be on that. Like, last, you have last to 20 be on seconds that, of a game, you got to have that stick ready. Like, yeah, I, I you fully need to. agree. Dude screwed up. 
might even get fired. I don't, I don't know. Some some bad's probably gonna happen. Yeah. But regardless, either get off the ice, let someone get on there to yeah. attack, or grab another player. Like I don't care what you're doing. Yeah. Like, you gotta. You gotta. I agree. Do something. It, it, it wasn't a good look for Kucherov. Anyone that hated Kucherov before just is like one of those reasons to not like him yeah, anymore. Yeah. I mean, I I don't hate Kucherov. Like I I actually love Kucherov. Yeah. But uh, even though he's you know he is, I it get why people hate him because he does do a lot of that kind of stuff. He yeah. is a dirty player, generally speaking. Uh, so, anyways. Uh, yeah. Kale McCarr wins. Um, Norris and Conn Norris Smythe. and Conn Smythe. Oh, yeah, the awards was that, that week, too. Matthews yeah. came away with three the awards, time. the Rocket, the Hart, and the Ted Lindsay. So, yeah, that's people a, that were saying a, he shouldn't win the yeah, Hart, I mean, every all the players apparently disagree with you. So, yeah. That uh, I mean, it, it was obvious, right? Like for Ted, Ted, Ted Lindsay. Yeah, I don't. Oh, think sorry so. for the heart. Sorry for the heart. Not you think it was Ted obvious Lindsay. for the heart. Ted Lindsay, I definitely thought McDavid had a shot for sure. Like I think everyone knew that Ted Lindsay would between would be between Matthews and McDavid. For the heart, I knew Matthews was getting that. There's no way Matthews was scoring sixty goals, and you know, had just a dominant defensive season. Everything went right for him. Yeah. He wouldn't get it. And it didn't include the playoffs, right? If they had voted for those awards after the playoffs, McDavid would have 100%. Do we know who the GM of the year was? Was there a GM of the year award this year? I don't remember hearing anything about it. I don't remember hearing anything about it either. Uh, Let me check. I'm going to Google it right now. I don't even remember the the nominees coming out. Do you remember? There was no one assigned this year. No, someone must have won. Bro, I'm, I'm literally looking at it right now. And nobody won GM of the year? The no. There's literally no one out for the year 2022. Like, I'm about to send it in the group chat. The fuck? Our last winner was back-to-back Lou Lamorello. There's that... no one. Is it I'm going to look 2022 right now. Oh, uh, so so this was this this was the uh, finalist: Julian Breesbaugh, Chris mm-hmm. Drury, Joe Sakic. Chris, that was Drury. that was the final okay. three. So New York. So yeah. as we said, three of the top the final four teams, as yeah, always. Of course, it's always this. It's never not going to be. I don't um, know who won. It doesn't. I don't think there's been a winner yet. Oh, it'll be a ra- uh, announced on July seventh. Why though? It'll on the draft. I don't know why, but. It, Done. That's weird. I mean, Joe Sackick's gonna win, but yeah, uh, I mean, most likely or Chris Drury. It's not gonna. I, be I have though. a I have a bad feeling Chris Drury is gonna win, but um, because it, it's not voted after the finals, right? It's the conference yeah. finals. Oh, true. Uh, but it's so predictable. It's always three it's of the last four is. teams. It always is. Um, but, sorry, what was your point yeah, about the GM of the year? I didn't. My point was Kale McCarr. And then oh, we talked okay, about yeah, Matthews, yeah. but Kale McCarr. So I think I asked a question at the group chat. Does this solidify Kale McCarr as a hockey hall of fame player yeah, already? He'll make it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so. like, obviously if, if he like retired tomorrow, he's not going to make it. Yeah. Probably most likely just because he doesn't but make I, the minimum games. Yeah. <laughs> but like if he gets, you know, if he hits 800 games, which he's going to hit, right? Like if he hits up 800 games, Plus, he's probably going to be point per game throughout that. He's probably got another Norris. 
in him or two or three. Potentially. Isn't he only like 24 years old? Yeah, he's 23. Uh, yeah. And he has a Norris, he has a Con Smith, he has a Cup. You know, he, Colorado can win an easy, like, he's they'll insane, have another man. three, four years. Everyone was saying, get a kill McCarr, not a Nathan McKinnon, right? Like, everyone was yeah. saying, if you McCarr want to McCarr was the kill. difference maker in every series compared to McKinnon. Like, yeah. I didn't. I didn't think McKinnon was especially dominant in any no. series. Like, but McCarr was actually. You know, speaking of defensemen, like By- Bowen Byram, man, Bowen Byram yeah. was probably <laughs> was <laughs> arguably just as good match. as McCarr in the final oh, like, round, in the final yeah. round of, of the of the cup. Like he was amazing. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think I said this in the group chat. Like. Colorado will have Sam Gerrard, Devin Taves, Kale McCarr, and Bowen Byram as their top four defensemen, and they will have all of them locked in for another like four or five years, basically. Yeah, that's an, that's gonna be the top. That's gonna be like you know, remember when Nashville had their like Yozi Ellis at home, yeah, PK Subban kind of uh, or yeah. Shea Weber, you know, when when they made that trade, like that's gonna be. The better version of that, yeah, basically, because I will take Prime Makar over any of those guys. I will take Prime Devin Taves above Ekholm, above um, and just Ekholm actually. Yeah, uh, and then obviously Bone Byram at his peak could probably easily be you know close to you know a top ten defenseman sort of thing. Yeah, or a top ten defenseman like that's going to be an elite elite group. So Colorado's got it made. Bone Byram had a unreal playoffs. He's gonna get big money, I think, after this run. Yeah, like, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to lock him down long term. Uh, but yeah, McCarr's for sure Hall of Fame. I, I don't. Yeah. I mean, with so before we shift into our Hall of Fame conversation, are you happy with the Colorado Avalanche winning? Yeah, I mean they deserved it. I mean, I I I, I think I had said on the podcast already. I wanted Tampa to win. I wanted a three-peat. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, for history purposes and, you know. But Colorado, if Tampa had lost to a team that was like a Montreal or a Dallas or someone that didn't deserve to, didn't really deserve to be there, like hadn't yeah. built the right way, didn't really like, you know, got a lot of luck to get there and all this stuff, I would be upset. But Colorado genuinely deserved to be there. They 100% are the best team in the league. Even before the Cup final, the only yeah. re- like the only reason I gave for them potentially losing that series wasn't because they aren't the better team. It was because Kadri was out, and I didn't know if he was going to be back or not. Yeah. And he was a difference maker in the games he played for sure. And of course, you know, if their goal, I didn't know if their goaltending would hand, uh, like you know, hang out, like hang around, be, hang be around. a decision yeah. maker. <laughs> yeah, and Tampa's wasn't a decision maker. I think Vasilevsky was not out of this world amazing, and their goaltending was just meh slash kind of bad. Yeah, well, they got they sunk in that first and second game or whatever the second game. Like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, ignoring the first two games, Vasilevsky was actually quite good. Yeah, yeah, but uh, you know, you get a two well lead with Vasilevsky not being good, Tampa being flat. You you know, you're not gonna. It's very hard to win four games in a row against Colorado, right? Especially. The way they built the team. They built the team right. They've made great trades. They've had great or pretty good drafting. I know Ty sent some images to the group chat of their bad drafting from like 2014 to 2017, uh, 
which they have been bad drafters historically outside of the first yeah. round when they've grabbed guys like Rantman, Landis Cog, McKinnon, uh, Bohm Byram now too, but they've made great trades. Sackick has done everything right over the last three, four years. They got all their players, generally speaking, on solid deals or steals. And uh, yeah, they're... I, there's no reason they can't keep contending, though they do have some cap issues coming up for sure in the yeah. next two years. Yeah, I think it's going to be exciting. Kadri was a difference maker. Kemper was not a difference maker, but he was good when they ne- he needed to be, um, and bad, but also bad when he did. He shouldn't have been bad. Um, also, yeah, like, I think Nishushkin, they're going to. I think they're a team that's going to win a lot. Nishushkin had a, a coming out party kind of. I mean, he's already been insane, but I think yeah. this is the playoffs where people like finally. Uh, like noticed him, I guess. Yeah, and he's gonna make some big, big money now. Right? Yeah, like him, him and McKinnon, and like their top three, four guys, like yeah. Shuskin, Kadri, McKinnon, Landis, Cog, Rantanen. Like that was think their, their offense. Sorry, you think Kadri's staying or is he going? Who? Mm, I don't think they're gonna be able to keep him. Guy yeah. was point point per game this year. He great playoffs there's going to be some and he plays the exact type of game that a lot of playoff teams or potential playoff teams want yeah although i hope he goes know. to st louis that'd be funny oh god i want i want him to go to st louis just for the drama no thank you no he's not gonna go to st louis um although okay. i want to see kadri and bozak reunited so maybe i'd like uh, that actually that's smart that'd be nice um okay hockey hall of fame we're gonna talk about it and now we'll be back after a word from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now we'll get back into the show. The four people that were nominated from the NHL were the Sidine twins, Alfredson and Luongo. Um, there was also the Finnish woman. I forget her name right now off the top of my head. And Clemens? Clemens? Who is the other person? I think that sounds right. He was He was the builder, I believe. Um, where is the yeah, I can't find it right here? But Alfredson. So out of those four, while you're finding this, right? Yeah. So the Sedin twins, obviously, were going to make it. Herb Carnegie was the builder, and woman star Rika Salinen. Salinen, one of those. Salinen. Salinen. It's Finnish, I so I don't really oh, know. Salinen, probably then or something. Yeah. Like that. So what were you saying? So I was just saying the Sedin twins were obvious. They were for sure going to make it. Like, I don't think anyone doubted that, right? Like, do, do you see anyone on Twitter saying the Sedin twins don't want, didn't want to make, weren't going to make it? Like, I, I honestly didn't even know who the potential inductees were. Oh, so okay, well, I, I was following along with it. Um, Luongo is an interesting one because I think, who, who was it? Was it Ty that pointed out? He... Did, does he have a Vesna? I don't think so. Yeah. So that's an interesting one. But 
longevity is on his side. Right? Longevity, and he's probably someone that should have had a Vesna or two. It's probably just like every year there's just a goalie that was slightly better sort of thing. But he like was he had a lot of Hasek, right? Didn't he? Didn't he play with like Hasek and them were good? Because he yeah. had like years where his his save percentage, like hey, the one year. He had 38 wins, 15 losses, a 9.28 save percentage, and a 2.11 goals against average. And we have that remember, is yeah, a Vesna winning good. like year. Like who won? Who won Vesna 2011? It's probably Thomas. Tim Thomas. Yeah. Tim Thomas. Tim, that was Tim probably Thomas like, year with the the Bruins just dominating. Like I'm sure. The thing is, like especially with going off awards, right? You can have insane season after insane season after insane season, but if someone just has a slightly more insane season than you, yeah, you won't like you know we we've seen tons of examples of that, right? Like where, sure, you know, Shesterkin having an insane year this year is probably the reason why someone like Frederick Anderson or X Y Z goalie didn't win the Vesna, right? Yeah. So it's like we see it all the time, you know, Lundqvist even on the opposite side of things. What, he did win Vesnas, but he never won a cup, even despite mm-hmm. being elite through basically his entire career, carrying a franchise, deserves the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Right? And Luongo is probably an example of a guy never, you know, he was on some bad teams too. Like he was with the Panthers for yeah. how long when they were not good? Right. And Lundqvist um, actually only ever won one Vesna. Yeah, there you go. He didn't right? even win like multiple And he was elite Vesnas. throughout his career, and he probably got – um shafted a few times too to be honest yeah yeah but there was a year he had 39 wins 18 oh that was the year he won sorry it's far more uh, impressive for a goalie to be consistent for 15 years than to have two or three insane years and win two yeah business like ty said he doesn't impressive. think mark andre fleury my, ty's hate for mark andre fleury is kind of insane sometimes he th- he just says <laughs> that mark andre fleury shouldn't win him and nick uh, are just or like get complete into the opposite yeah just unbridled love and fucking <laughs> unbridled hate I think like I think Flurry's a, a clear uh hockey hall of fame goalie. He like five hundred wins, Vesna, yeah. three cups, he, even though yes, he rode the bench for two of them. His career with you know the second most wins in wins. the NHL in NHL yeah. history or something. I think he's what, he's fourth right now? <laughs> like, I don't even he's know. He's high up there. I don't know. Like search it up if you can. But Flurry Flurry's in the top five for wins and he's probably gonna finish third. his career third. There you go. So he's and he's probably if you who's second? What are the numbers of, of Patrick Wah? It's like six ninety one for Broder, mm-hmm. and then a hundred like, which is insane. Patrick yeah. Wah at five five one, Mark Andre Fleury at five twenty, Ed uh, Roberto Luongo at is at four. There you go. So like, if Luongo made it, one hundred percent Fleury is going to make yeah, it, even though Fleury was not as good a goalie, right? Fleury yes. was definitely unquestionably not a good as good a goalie as Luongo. Fleury just happened to. Played for a long time. How old is he right now? 37? Mm, probably older. Wait, let me see. Maybe 38. Oh, no, 37. You're right. Oh, okay. Wow. Damn. Uh, right on the he's spot. He's 37 years old. He's played on elite teams his entire career yeah. up until, like, basically when he had, like, one bad season and, like, you know, whatever. Uh, you know, Pittsburgh was elite his entire career, more or less. Uh, and then he went to Vegas, who was also elite basically his entire career, partly because of him, and he was a great goalie, yeah. yada, yada, yada. But he definitely benefited more. If he was just off of skill alone, and he didn't play till he was 38, 39, however, whenever he's going to um, retire, you know, he probably wouldn't make it. But if he he's going to, he's 20 wins or 30 wins behind 
uh, number two. Like he's going to he he plays one more season with a good team and he'll get there as mm-hmm. a starting goalie. So he's he's going to end up second. He's going to make the Hall of Fame. Does he deserve it? Eh. Yeah, kind of, but also kind of not. <laughs> yeah, like you just put him on losing teams his entire career, he wouldn't have deserved it, even if yeah, based off of solely his performance. I think yeah. Okay, so we think Roberto Luongo should be in it, and then that will lead obviously to Marc Andre Fleury, Daniel, and Hendrik Sedin. Do you agree so, or disagree? I think is it controversial to say like I think they were overrated a little bit. Um, I don't think so. Like, can can you like can we pull up their like? Yeah, Henrik. So I'm looking at yeah, I'm on their hockey DBs. Okay. Henrik Sedin, a thousand seventy points in thirteen hundred games. Yeah. So not even like, like what, what maybe a zero point eight, maybe a zero point eight. Yeah, I mean, of course player. he played. They played till they're old, and every, yeah, yeah, you have to give them that. Like, I get that. Not really. Like they had a lot of seasons where they weren't point per game players, even when they were in their prime. I agree um, and as as the rookies, they really only had point per game seasons three times, if I'm looking at it. And then Daniel Sedin had. 1040 points in 1306. So, I mean, like they're both around the same point per game pace. They're basically almost exactly the same for both. Yeah. yeah. Um, Daniel Sedin won the Art Ross and Ted Lindsay in 2011 and the King Clancy Memorial Trophy in 2018. And then um, Henrik Sedin won the Art Ross in 2010 as well as the Hart in 2010. And then the King Clancy twice in 16 and Yeah. And See, like that's, that's, if you just look at like look at awards, that's almost like Jamie Ben yeah. getting into the Hall of Fame. You know, like he had one really great year where he won uh won the Art Ross, and I think he won the Heart that year. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's like the Sedin twins were amazing. They were super fun to watch. They were a great story. You know, twins playing together on the same line on the same team dragging a team to the cup final losing the Bruins but yeah um like driving a whole franchise in a city quite frankly like that but is that but enough also, yeah that's the thing right like it's that's like, for me like they're not a Kane a Malkin uh or even if you want to go like us like or even even really a Taves mm-hmm. in a sense you know like yeah so that that's my thing. I'm just like that. So Vancouver fans are gonna fucking light me on fire for this. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like, I'm kind of like on the fence of, with it. I think because yes, so fun to watch, great story, great people, man. Like they seem like awesome mm-hmm. dudes, you know. But is that Stanley? Is that hockey Hall of Fame worthy? You know, you can make the. I think you can generally make the argument either way, and I think Vancouver fans have to give me that. I and again, I'm not like I don't think I have a hard line stance on either or. Yeah. But like just on their performance, strictly ignore everything else about them. Just as individual players, it's hard to say. You know, yeah, for sure, this guy's like a hockey Hall of Fame guy. Yeah, no, I agree. Opinion. I don't. I genuinely don't think there are hockey Hall of Fame players. Um. I think they're close, but I mean, it's one of those things. Uh, and, and there's, there's always a conversation. Do you want a big hall or a small hall? Yeah. I feel exactly. like I'm That's much more of a small hall kind of guy. Like, 
I don't know. I feel like it's almost a participation medal, you know? Like, sure, they were and good. And I think we have a tendency to but, do that. Yeah. I I don't know. I just think it's uh, sketchy, you yeah, know? I, I, I don't know. I, I agree, because, like, and I think we're going to get flamed for this, like, 100%. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's no doubt in my mind people are listening That's okay. You don't right read the EGMs like, anymore. Hating at you. That's true. Actually, but I still get, they still pop up on my phone when I get them. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> but anyways... Like we're gonna get flamed for this, and I and I have the thing is I haven't seen anyone say any, seen anyone say anything about it. Yeah, I've, I've never I haven't seen one tweet, one reporter, one analyst, one anyone come out and say, "Do are the Sadines like? Yeah, <laughs> were they really like on pure talent or pure?" I've had a lot of people say that it's alone. a very classy class. You know, <laughs> like it's it's all four of them are good people. Yeah, they were yeah. fun to watch and i'm like yeah. okay but were they like hall of fame worthy that's that's, that's really that's a really great point because alfie the sedin twins luong like luongo based off of his twitter presence alone should be should in be the in the hockey hall of fame, hall of fame. <laughs> yeah <laughs> if that tony x guy's tweets are in the hockey hall of fame then definitely strombone one should be there you go exactly and it, it, I don't know. Like it, it if you're gonna have a if you're gonna have a small hall, you can't really make an argument for the Sedane twins or Alfie for sure. Yeah, you, let's you, get to you, Alfie. You now. can't. But if you're like large hall, let all these fu- people I love in that are awesome dudes that were still really great players. Don't like and again, yeah. Alfie was still a top twenty, top fifteen player in his prime. Maybe yeah, probably top ten at some points. But yeah. he wasn't a – I don't think he was ever a top five player. I don't think he was ever consistent. He definitely wasn't ever consistently a top five player, maybe a couple years here and there. 20, 2002 to 2008, he was averaging over a point per game. But that was with uh, Heatley and Spezza. Mm-hmm. I think that was during their years. Um, I'm looking at his IMDb – or not his IMDb, his hockey DB right now. And he won the Calder. He won the King Clancy Memorial Trophy, which is leadership. And then mm-hmm. he also won the Marc Messier Leadership Award. So basically one for being a community, one for being a leader, one for actually playing hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, to that's me, the rookie trophy, which really doesn't yeah. matter. Like nobody considers a Calder trophy yeah. as a part of their Hockey Hall of Fame record. You know? I mean, I think they do. But like – Not really. Not I much. mean, the, 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 that's like 1%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Nobody's Do, gonna say I, I McKinnon think got, deserves Hall of Fame because of his freaking yeah. Based on a point per game status, he's more deserving than the Sedins. Um, he's got a eleven hundred uh, one thousand one hundred fifty points right. in like twelve fifty games. Individually, he was a better player than the Sedins. Yeah. So I think. I think at his peak, the, anyways. Yeah, the case for him is probably bigger. Um, I don't. I, I mean, he does seem like a nice guy, but again. Are we just are we putting in people that didn't are we just have... putting in really good or yeah. great players, but not the, the elite. You know, generational super elite guys? Not just yeah. generational because there's only you know then you're adding like three people in every single yeah. Decade and and again, if you are only categorizing it off of awards, I think that is too narrow of a lens. Um, I agree. Yeah, because there's people but, that get ripped off. Yeah, aka Lundqvist. Yeah, right? or Luongo. Um, and I do think. You know, uh, there. Th- this is the dead puck era, and they were averaging a point per game, uh, which you have to take into context too. 
so I, I don't, I don't really know. I, 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 but like, again, all this is ridiculous. If Alexander McGillney is not in the hockey hall of fame, who is better <laughs> statistically than all four of these guys this year. Like if he's not getting in this year, he's not getting in ever. Uh, yeah. I think that's where a lot of like the contention might be, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't know. Like, none of, none of these I think are like generational get in that were clearly better players. Yeah. Like clearly, you know, at least there's a lot of those guys out there that were clearly better players. I mean, but they're not fan favorites or they're not guys that like were super nice and had great t- Twitters like trombone or over there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so it, it's like, again, I think the, the argument gets lost when people start because people don't first set a consistency with, are you a small hall or big hall guy? Because yeah. if you say big hall, then you have you have to say McGillney and all these other guys get in. But if you're a small hall guy, you have to say basically, you know, none of those guys, maybe except Luongo, gets in. Yeah. Right. So, it, and I think people don't are don't address that when arguing. They just go straight to, I can't believe you don't think the Sedin Twins try to get in. Well, I'm like, you know, I'm a small hall guy. If I was a big hall guy, maybe you know, Sedin Twins. Yeah. Kind of deserve. If, it. if I'm a big hall guy, they're definitely getting in. Yeah, and I do but think, then there, I still think there's like, other, way other player, uh, many yeah. other players that haven't gotten in yet that <laughs> were better than them that have, have yeah anyways. But yeah. I still think like I if if we're doing the big haul, Sadine twins should be there because honestly I love them and they're great story and they're twins and all this stuff. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Um okay. So that's that. Kevin Fiala. I don't I honestly don't know anything about um, Rika Celine Salinen yeah. and Herb yeah, that's Carnegie. Powerful. So maybe, maybe if we did research responsibly, we'd know. But uh, yeah, yeah, my bad. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Fiala uh, got traded. Fiala did get traded um, today. So Fiala was traded for the nineteen to to LA for anyone. I mean, everyone's gonna know that's listening to this, but nine uh, to LA for the nineteenth overall pick. And uh, what's his name? Brock Faber, or Faber, Faber, or Faber, who's a twenty twenty two first round pick, uh, uh, from LA, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fiala, point per game play, point per game winger, really elite offensively, like really elite offensively, and still like deep, you know, not a complete liability the other way. 19th overall pick and Brock Faber. And by the way, I'm not big on Faber from the limited stuff I've seen and from what I've read from other, uh, you know, guys in the prospect realm that I typically trust. Mm-hmm. He, uh, you know, depending on the, some of the models you look at, ignoring ignoring the scouts for a second, a, there's, he's, there's no potential really of him becoming a star. Based off of the stats and the points that he, the point totals that he's put up at lower levels, and in fact, like this model, uh, Brian Bader's model, that's NHLE, has mm-hmm. a twenty has about a twenty six percent chance of becoming an NHL in the first place. Which and at the time when Brock Faber was drafted by LA, it was a surprise at the time, because they've done a really great job, in the past. Or even in that draft too, actually, mm-hmm. of drafting players that have high star potential, you know, high likelihood to becoming NHL players, like that sort of thing. Like according to various different models. But then mm-hmm. Brock Faber was kind of an outlier in that, 
and like them picking him uh, so high in the first round and still like and like what his stats were at the time mm-hmm. so i mean i think he's more of a character like shut i mean he is, he definitely is more of a shutdown defenseman type of player but i think he's like a, a character pick sort of thing where they really liked him and you know he's going to be the captain of uh, uh university of minnesota like all that kind of stuff so i think mm-hmm. that's where gms are seeing his value sort mm-hmm. of thing you know like kind of the old school uh way of, or a more old school way of thinking i guess mm-hmm. so and a 19th overall pick is like nothing you know like for yeah. fiala like if if you were to trade fiala for a pick in the draft you would want him to be from anywhere from like four to like eight in terms of actual value yeah. Or even higher than that, probably like four to six is probably where his value really is. Like if I were to trade a a previously drafted prospect, like someone like Alexander Holtz from New Jersey, he like Holtz is actually somewhat close to good value for Fiala. A nineteenth mm-hmm. overall pick and a guy that, you know, might make the NHL as a fifth, sixth defenseman is nowhere close to good enough for Fiala, in my opinion. Yeah. So you and think so Minnesota got King, fleeced? I think they got fleeced quite a bit. I mean I get it. He didn't have a contract, but he was still an RFA, and any team could sign him long term. But clearly, they couldn't make the money where it can clearly. I don't know why there, there's because there's so many teams that could clearly benefit from having him, like New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, uh, New Jersey. When like all the teams that were rumored to be interested in him should have been really. I would feel would be really interested in him, like Ottawa mm-hmm. Senators. Like, their first-round pick should have been on the table for sure. Uh, New Jersey, like, obviously not their second overall pick. But yeah. One of it might have been contingent players. on the fact that he would sign there, though, and he wasn't willing to sign. Possibly. Yeah, and that that's definitely... Uh, it's basically a no-trade clause, case. like, if you think about it. Yeah, I mean, but he, he he's an RFA, so he, he would have to sign. It's just a question of what he would sign for. No, because they're still under control. True. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Other, unless he's willing to literally just sit out the year, sort of thing, yeah, or force I mean, a trade, play in Ottawa, which Ottawa. has happened. <laughs> but yeah. like New Jersey, Ottawa, there's so many teams out there with good prospect pools. Even LA, man, like LA has a very good prospect pool. You know, like how did they not touch uh, Kaliev or Turkit? Uh, you know, like I know obviously they're not going to get Byfield, second overall pick, but mm. there are so many prospects. The Kings have the best top three prospect system in the NHL. Like I can't believe all they were able to get out of that pool is Brock Faber, who's probably like their 14th best prospect or something. Yeah. Literally. Like I'm not like some rankings. They have him as high as like nine. I think like, I think Scott Wheeler, who is very old, much more old school with his rankings had him at nine. So that's saying something Mm. like if he has him at nine, uh, like I would have him, much farther down like it, it, if the highest you have it is at nine like that's not you know trading an elite elite winger for that is like kind of bullshit but yeah anyways i think they got fleeced okay. the contract's good yeah 7.875 million dollars for seven years uh good contract it takes him to his 33 i think so right at the end of his prime basically which yeah. are right before his fall off i should say uh, and it's good value. It's right about where I would expect that contract to be. So yeah, 
Uh, Hockey Canada. So you might know more about the situation. All I've seen is that sponsors like Scotiabank, Bra Bauer Hockey, I think, have pulled out of supporting mm-hmm. the World Juniors this summer. Um, what have you seen? So there's been a bunch of like people pulling out. So Telus pulled out of uh, sponsoring Hockey Canada. Uh, there was someone else, I believe. Uh, let's see if I can pull. Oh, and Scotiabank. And Scotiabank's huge sponsors of yeah. Hockey Canada. In fact, to make things even worse, and again, freaking Katie Strang, man. <laughs> Just <laughs> so on point with everything when it comes to anything like <laughs> LA, uh, bad going on in the NHL. Like She's yeah. so on point with like, great reporting by her. Great. Uh, you know, athletic, great hire. Um, so the Scotiabank basically paused their sponsorship with Hockey Canada and said that the organization needs to take certain steps to, and this is quoted from an article that the CEO of Scotiabank wrote. I'm guessing he oh, didn't yeah. write it all. He definitely had his PR team and blah, 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 blah. But whatever, you know, he put his name on it. Um, the, until Hockey Canada takes certain steps to improve the culture within the sport both on and off the ice and that was from their president slash ceo brian uh brian porter yeah and uh so the what what's included in like uh pausing their sponsorship is canceling any scotiabank marketing and events at our upcoming world junior championships all sponsorship investment planned for the world juniors and other programs uh is also off the table and then they're making a bunch of those donations instead to like the world the to the canadian women's foundations and other charities like that essentially yeah so they're taking that money and they're not keeping it they're saying okay we're going to give it to you know organizations that help people affected by your what are your thoughts on this because when for me i think of it as i think sponsors pulling money is the most effective way to cause 100%. change. But I think it's also the least moral way because it's all it does is mean you're following the money, not the, not the, like the ethical morality what, of what, the problem did, itself. But are, you're, so you're not referring to Scotiamaker, you're referring to Hockey Canada in that sense. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. if Hockey Canada acts now, it, yeah, it is bad. bad luck on them yeah, because yeah. they're only responding to the lack of sponsorship money than it is, not like the actual issue itself. And that's the least surprising thing ever, right? The whole yeah. like. But I think all companies do that. I, I, yeah, I, I don't want to say hockey. Canada it's not is even unique, just but... companies. It's people. It's organizations. It's non for profits. Yeah. I think hockey Canada is a non for profit. If I'm not mistaken, maybe you want to look this up. I'm no not idea. Sure. But. Uh, the, Every organization is going to fall the money. Like that's just the reality of it. Whether it's right or wrong, it's going to happen. And frankly, it is wrong, or at least somewhat. Or they are a registered more. nonprofit. Yeah, there you go. So they're a nonprofit, but I guarantee their highest executives are making hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? Like that's yes. the reality. Like every non-for-profit, they say they're non-for-profit, but that just means that some, like someone's making bags somewhere, right? Yeah. So whoever's making the bags, making the bag, great for them, whatever. Um, but you are right, like it looks so bad now if they're doing it because people are pulling sponsorships versus addressing it back when it either actually happened, which was years ago or, you know, before sponsors started pulling out. Mm-hmm. Um, they also said that hockey Canada has to fully cooperate with the federal government's audit 
and ensure their sponsorship funding was used as intended. So they're basically saying, was your was the money we gave you used to what we expected it to be used for, not for settling lawsuits with? Yeah, <laughs> like I, I'm guessing that's the in- intention behind the wording. Um, and then he the, in the letter they also say the time for change is long overdue. We call on Hockey Canada to move with a sense of urgency in order to ensure that the game we love is held to the highest standards and can truly be hockey for all. So backtracking for a minute, Scotiabank definitely isn't like the most moral. (laughs) um, No, you shouldn't be going to them for your moral. Like the fact that, and it's a little bit of virtual virtue signaling from them because they do a bunch of shitty stuff that, you know, we don't need to get into. Like they're a bank, you know what I mean? Like I, I worked for bank, I worked for banks. I've seen what they do, and it's not all great. Actually, in fact, a lot of it's really bad. But besides the point, um, you know, regardless, it looks bad on our hockey Canada. They got to step up their, get their shit together. Like, and I like how they said improve the culture within the sport, both on and off the ice. Because mm-hmm. we there's a whole, ignoring what happens off, ignoring what happens off the ice. There's still a whole bunch of issues that happen on the ice too. You know what I mean? Like in locker rooms, on the ice, what coaches do, what players do to each other, all that kinds of stuff. And I think they're kind of mentioning that as well. Yeah. So I think so too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's we'll see what happens. Um, Rick, Rick West had way to go. Everyone says on Twitter that he's trying to ruin the game of hockey. <laughs> Man, you're fucked up if you think that. I'm just going to say that. Um, yeah, I think it's good. I think uh, it'll be a good change. And we'll see what comes of it. Um, it'll be interesting to see what comes of it, who is at fault and who's not, or whatever the findings that they see. I'm sure these guys, these eight guys, are, are shivering in their boots every night um, with what could come out yeah. about it. I mean, and if all sponsors pull out, you know, like that that's the best way to enact change if you're an organization is to do it with money, right? You can yeah. say all you want to say or whatever, but until you actually pull money and it's a little bit different when you're sponsoring, like, for example, you know, a lot of people talk about running ads against controversial people, right? So if I'm going to run an ad on Fox News, am I responsible for what Fox News says sort of thing? Yeah. Right? Or, you know, like that type of uh, that logic. So there is some of that going on in this situation as well, right? Like if you keep your money there. Does that mean you're supporting it? Does that mean you're not supporting it? And again, and then it gets into your whole point of where do you draw the line between what you're supporting, what you're not like? If I'm watching the World Juniors yeah. or watching Hockey Canada still, does that make me? No, I wouldn't say so, right? But then there's there's somewhere along the line where everyone's line becomes, is different, exactly. So it, and it, there's some. So again, we're not like virtue signaling here and saying like you know no. or anything like that, but there's like. Everyone ha- is going to have their own line in this sort of thing, right? If I, you can support a league and still hold the people in the league responsible. Exactly. Yeah. In my opinion, you can, and, and I think it was a great, good example. I forget what we, you know, that uh, I forget which chicken franchise has like some really Chick-fil-A. shitty. Was it Chick Fil A that has the really shitty owner? That well, they're uh, anti LGBTQ. Like, yeah, there you go. Right. So, if I have a chicken sandwich from them, am I supporting them? Well. Everyone in Canada freaking loves Chick-fil-A. Bro, there's a lot of LGBTQ people that go to Chick-fil-A too. 
I know. Actually, is someone I know is some a <laughs> is a woman that is anti-abortion, anti-women? Is a is a LGBTQ person that votes for Trump anti-LGBTQ? Like the way we frame yeah. things is ridiculous it's, sometimes. Exactly. So it's hard. Again, everyone has to have their own line with things. And yes, there is clearly a wrong, which is covering this stuff up or yeah. all that kinds of stuff. Clearly a wrong. But then, it, you know, we have to, we can't like completely. Everyone's line people. is different. Everyone's moral yeah, If a company is stays, yeah. you know, supporting Hockey Canada, I don't think people can lose their shit over it. I, I don't like I get why companies should do it, but also Hockey Canada does still a lot of does still do a lot of great stuff outside mm-hmm. you know, outside of this fucking shit show. Like they do, you know, sponsor a bunch of kids who can't afford hockey and all this other shit, right? Like the money. So it, it's hard for anyone I've seen because I've seen this. It's hard for me to agree with. Oh, every organization should be pulling their money right now. Like, I, I don't feel like that's necessarily also the right answer. Yeah. Though I do like how Scotiabank can tell us and whatever did pull their money. Yeah, I, agree. I think it's a step in the right direction. So, yeah. But uh, again, I don't Anyways, think we can force everyone to uh, hold their money. Abide by the same rules? No. Yeah. I don't I, think so. I don't think it's, it's, uh, it's fair for anyone necessarily, especially the people yeah. that the money benefits. Right. Yeah. So, all right take uh we're a little bit over time we said it was gonna be a 30 minute episode yeah it's fine Turned into uh next minutes. week we have the when's free agency this year uh, july 7th oh no sorry that's the draft uh i think a couple days before that let me check um when NHL. oh sorry after july 13th 13th yeah yeah, so are we gonna? We probably there's probably no need. Do we want? I guess we'll have a. We we lost our scout Rachel Dory. Um, yeah, she's not gonna be able to. I'll see if I can find. Uh, Will scouting someone. or whatever. Yeah, I've asked him last year and he, <laughs> he didn't answer. Me. I thought he did it last year. Oh, sorry, sorry, was sorry. It not last year. Was it? Last? I, I I remember I DM'd him to come on an episode and he never responded to me. So I was oh. gonna hurt. Well, we that. need to get someone so because trade. I yeah. feel like I after free agency will be it. done. Yeah, and I don't know anything. Uh, I don't know enough about the draft to uh, this draft Do especially. Ourselves. Yeah, I mean maybe yeah. Ty wants to bring on his uh, his scout, but um, yeah, we'll <laughs> yeah, see. Uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll have an episode for you at some point about the draft. So sure. thank you everyone for listening. See you. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into this week's episode. We love and appreciate each listener that sticks around to the end. With that comes reminders to leave a review, press follow on those streaming platforms, and make sure to head over to Instagram to follow Talking Hockey. We're on the road to 30K, and we can't wait to continue to build our audience. Luke, Eric, Ty, and Martin signing off. We'll see you all next week.